Good morning. It is Wednesday. Yay! It's hump day. It's April 17th, 2019. And this is Real Life Moms by Laura Hurd. And I am Laura Hurd. And thank you so much for joining me. It seems like our time together is getting fewer and farther between, but I just want to thank you for continuing to support um, this ministry by just tuning in whenever I get a chance to share some thoughts and encouragement with you. It really does mean a lot when I see that people are listening or sharing the podcast. There have been other women that I follow in this special needs community that have shared my podcast with their um, listeners and their supporters, and that is so greatly appreciated. And I don't know what the future holds for Real Life Moms by Laura Hurd. Um, I do know that I just want to be led by God, and He has been ministering to me and kind of leading me down a path um, to possibly write a book. This has been going on for several years within the past year, more so, and then it's like it, it almost becomes a burden to where you can't bear and you don't want to bear and you're like, you have to give in. And that's really what happened. Anytime God wants us to do something and we kind of keep walking away from His plan um, as a Christian, you know, becomes such a burden that you want to share and your will his will aligns with yours finally because we our free will tends to kind of go in the opposite direction toward our fleshly desires <laughs> at least that's the case for me um so we have to constantly be you know in his word and and humble ourselves and be willing to take those steps of faith. And so hopefully that will work out. I don't know how long it's going to take. I've, um, right now, I'm still in the stages of deciding what that book is going to look like. Will it be a devotional? Will it be a special needs children's book? Will it be a um, just a book about our journey? I don't know yet, but be in prayer for that. And again, just thank you all for listening today. I just wanted to hop on and share with you all something that I shared on my personal Facebook page this morning, um, some scripture I had on my mind, and just some trends that I'm seeing in our community and that have been, you know, something that I've had to struggle with myself because any anytime we're in the world, you know, we're going to see people even other Christians doing things that we think, oh, okay, well, this might be a good idea. And we might be, um, we might feel like it's okay to go down a road that they're going down because maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it looks like a good thing on the surface when, you know, we really have to look at God's heart in the matter of everything that we do in life and be led by His Word and His, you know, be obedient to Him, really. And um, what and we can even look at what history has proven to us in a lot of these cases when we think, oh, well, this this is okay to do. Maybe it's a worldly thing that doesn't, you know, technically have immediate consequences, but could possibly have consequences in the future that may not seem detrimental at the time, but it could be spiritually for us or even our children. So that's something that I've had, like I said, I've struggled with in a certain area, and 
you know, God just keeps drawing me back. And he was, he's worked through my husband. And then um, he worked through another person that I spoke to just the other day about um, this topic. And I'm like, yes, you know, I'm, we're not alone when we decide to go against the grain of what the world is doing. And, and it's encouraging because a lot of times I think Christians can feel alone in their decision making. And for me, where, you know, there are other women, I believe in my life that just, (laughs) they're just so strong in their walk of faith. And, I'm like, I feel like a babe sometimes, and I think that ebbs and flows and in our lives. In every Christian's life, I think there are times when God has us learning and at a a lowly place of learning. And I'm not saying that learning is any less greater than maybe um, someone that has learned more and is walking forth. I'm just saying that, you know, there are times when we do need to, to stop and take maybe take a step back, and God puts us in a place to where we're learning, maybe through um, a circumstance in our life or or what have you. But we do need to be sure that we are continuing to stay in His Word through these things, and not um, go off the path or just completely turn away from the church and God. Um, so, and that was kind of touched on in our Sunday school class this past Sunday, and that was very encouraging to be reminded of that, you know, no matter what, we we can be on these spiritual highs where we're on the mountaintop, or we can be in the valley, but don't don't walk away from Him. So, getting back to what I had, this thought I wanted to share, and I'm just going to read um, what I wrote, and I'm thinking this will come across okay here in the podcast. So when you think about dreams for your children, what first comes to mind? So when you're thinking about your kids, where they're at now, what are your dreams for them? And I have been thinking about this as Carter, my oldest son, he's 11, and he'll be 12 in July. And as he gets older, these are things that I'm starting to think of about his future when he becomes a man. So do you think about them having a good job that supports their family? Is that a dream that you have for your, your children? Um, maybe a dream is them marrying someone whom they are equally yoked um, someone that is a Christian as well, that has a heart to serve the Lord. Um, are these some dreams that you're thinking of? Well, this goes back to what I said about maybe the things we don't realize have implications that we do now, but will in the future. They don't seem as pressing now, but they may in the future. And this is where, you know, God doesn't, it's not a burden to that makes us feel like we're in, enslaved or chained to a doctrine that that preaches um I don't I don't really know how to explain <laughs> that part but it's just it doesn't it's not a bad burden um this is where our obedience goes hand in hand with our love for Christ and his what he did on the cross what he his he sent his only son Jesus Christ to die a brutal death on a, a cross and I mean he was crucified 
And if you go and look that up, then you're going to get a better understanding of what crucifixion, look, look up the word crucified and and look up history of what crucifixion. I mean, it was a painful, embarrassing, a humiliating death. Um, and those are just very brief words. But it, when you go into study and it really drives home how much God loves us and you know, because he did that for us. And once we come into a saving relationship with him, um, it it just really bonds that love and it causes us to want to serve him and serve others through him and his strength and give give them that love, that same love that was poured out on the cross through um his death. And so that's why they say, are you, there's a, there's a hymn and you all probably know it. Are you washed in the blood of the lamb? And that's what that means. Um, is that if you are, if you have repented and, um, had the, had turned your, you know, you, you repent and believe in him, then, um, you, you know, you're washed in the blood of Jesus Christ and you are saved and, for eternity. So, um, that's, you know, that's the most important thing. That's what we should be living by. And so when it comes to our kids, um, it's no secret that our kids, they learn more from what we do than what we say, right? We can tell them all day long about being Christ-like. We can talk to them. It's like, you need to be Christ-like, do this, do that. But if we're not demonstrating this as their parents, because we're the ones that God has entrusted, then all of that, all of our words are just going to, I mean, they're just going to be like vapors. And it's just before they even reach the hearts of our children, it's our actions are going to cancel those words out. And kids are the best lie detectors, and often they will call us out on it. And if they are not calling us out, you can be sure that their hearts are still being shaped by watching what we do to see if it aligns with what we say. If we say, put God first, then shouldn't we be modeling this for them? It is a lesson I have had to reteach myself as I have become better able and had a better opportunity to be in a position to do what I have said to my son since he was born. And what that means is that I've been caring for for our youngest son who has autism, and it really it physically pulled us away from the church because he wasn't he had very high anxiety. <clears throat> we had to kind of find our balance with that, and we were were leaving church after Sunday school because if he stayed in the room too long, then it just caused him extreme anxiety. And I think that we are going to be able to stretch him even more in the coming years to where he's going to be able to stay in in an environment like that. But our church has offered us a support of a sensory family um, special needs room. They call it the Grace Room. And my husband and I have had the opportunity to exercise our service and faith in a more tangible way for both of our sons. Um, because of that support system that our church saw that need and were able to stay on campus. And you wouldn't think that that is a big deal because we are in this room alone. Um, We have been alone 
up to now, you know, hopefully there's going to be more families that take advantage of this wonderful service and support for special needs families. But it helps us feel connected. You wouldn't believe how just staying there, we're downstairs while everyone else is up worshiping, but we do have a live stream being fed into the room on a TV and and it's and it's in real time and I mean j- that helps us feel connected. It's it's unbelievable and it's amazing and it is a huge huge blessing. So, you know, and I, I'll just go on to say that I was thankful for so many things this morning, but most of all for God's it says the word of God is active and living and it's a du- basically a double-edged sword um that pierces the marrow of our bones so it goes deep and it sticks and it flows through our being it's our soul and and that's the holy spirit when we are learning about his ways and as we walk in faith and obedience then i think that that marrow is (laughs) is going to get richer and richer um, and it pours out of us in into our actions and our not just our words but our actions, and so you know. And after I wrote that, I got to thinking about how some people are turned off by the word obedience or being obedient, you know, because it could it could come bring to mind, you know, doing things in a strict manner. Um, out of a have to rather than um, a love and you do it because you want to do it because of Jesus, Jesus's death on the cross and your love and his love. So I wanted to share this scripture with you because it's not about rules and restrictions. And, you know, we think about the Pharisees in the New Testament that had these rules and well, you can't do this because this. it was more of a, it wasn't of the heart. It was all a show, really. And that's not what it's about. It's about, um, well, let me share this scripture with you. This is in the New Testament, Ephesians chapter 4. And I'm just going to read this chapter. The, the one verse that I really want to highlight is further down. And I'll um, kind of talk about that when I get there. So, Therefore, the prisoner of the, in the Lord, and so that word prisoner, you know, it, it makes us think about, what does that make you think about? Um, being in prison, being in a enclosed tiny cell or in chains, <clears throat> but it's quite the opposite when we're a prisoner of God. I beseech you to walk worthily of the calling that you were called with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. And so that highlights and that kind of touches on the the later verses. So I'm going to to skip down. So it's talking about love, forbearing one another in love. And how can we do that when we walk in the spirit, um, dealing with people, it's hard sometimes to to walk in love. Um but, you know, we can. He gives us the ability to do that through the Holy Spirit. So, and so this is verse 11. 
he says, and he gave some to be apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints unto the work of ministering unto the building up of the body of Christ. So that kind of tells me that, hey, you know, we're not all alike. We're not all going to have the same gifts and talents or abilities that he has given us as our calling or what we're the work that we do in the church and the service. And that's okay. You know, what one person God has called to do, the other person may be totally turned off by that and think, well, that's, you know, not the right way to go about that. But if that's what call, God has called us to do to be an evangelist, um, maybe the next person um, might not understand that. But they, you know, I feel like that we will grow in our understanding of the, um, Thank you. you're welcome, honey, what God has called us to do and be able to build each other up in the body of Christ as we mature in our faith. So till we all attain unto the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the son of God unto a full grown man. So that's talking about spiritual maturity. And to the measure of the statutes of the fullness of Christ. So that's, you know, this is our spiritual journey and our sanctification. That we may no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and craftiness after the wiles of error. So stop right there. And so if we're carried about um, by the slight of men and craftiness, and that touches back going back to what I was saying about when we're in the world, how it's very hard to, um, it's easy to be deceived by something that may look good on the surface now, but may actually have even eternal um, repercussions. So it's very important that, that we are growing and maturing in our walk with God. Um, so, and so it, this is the verse that I was referring to when I had read and wrote after I wrote that what I shared on my personal Facebook page. And this is actually our church's, our verse that we we kind of cling to. And it's um, sub, a subheading to um, the, the name of our church. And it's Ephesians 4.15. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, even Christ. And so verse 16, from whom all the body fitly framed and knit together through that which every joint supplieth according to the working and due measure of each several part, making the increase of the body into the building up of love of itself in love. So not only that, let's see, but so that's really what I, what my heart message was with that, not something that you know, you have A, B, and C, and you do this, do not vary from it, because this is what you're supposed to be doing, and more of a chain-like um, bondage and message, because that's not, that's not God's message. That's the Pharisaic message of um, works, and you have to do this to be holy. Um, don't forget to wash your hands, <laughs> In the New Testament, it talks about how 
they they didn't wash their hands and they're unclean and they're that's that's not holy um, or they didn't do a certain act of obedience in a certain way at, at a certain time or they did did it on the wrong time on Sunday um, they healed a man on Sunday and oh that was wrong <laughs> because that's not the way we do things around here because that's not holy so I hope this is making sense and I'm not sounding like a crazy person I think. Um, you kind of get the gist of the message. So, and and then we, we're going over to the Old Testament in Deuteronomy 6. And now this is the commandment, the statutes and the ordinances which Jehovah your God commanded to teach you that you might do them in a land um, that you go and possess it, that thou might fear Jehovah thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command thee all the days of their life, and that the days may be prolonged. Hear, O Israel, and, and observe and do it, that it may, might be well with you, and that you may incre- increase mightily as Jehovah the God of thy fathers has promised unto thee, in a land flowing with milk and honey. Okay, so, and that goes into, in these words which I command thee, this day shall be upon your heart. And you shall teach them diligently unto your children, and will talk to them when you sit in your house, and when you walk along the way, and when you lie down, and when you get up. And you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they she shall be, says, frontlets between thine eyes. And this is an ASV version. And thou shalt write them upon the doorpost of your house and upon your gates. And I've um, translated some of the words, the thys and these in that. But um, I feel like another version would probably have already done that. So anyway, so that just goes back to, you know, we use the Old Testament as the tutor um, for God's heart. And, you know, and that just all kind of flows back and forth like a, like a bow tie. And it's all connected. So um, that's really all I wanted to share today. And I did share some a message with Real Life Moms by Laura Heard on Facebook. I did a live video yesterday about, about it was more pertaining to our homeschool journey and our autism journey. And you, if you want to go and check that out, um, it was, I, I just had a hard couple days uh, Monday and Tuesday, and I just shared some things that I was experiencing with that, and maybe that might help you feel like if you are a, a, a parent with a child with autism and listening to this, you know, I, I had a lady reach out to me <clears throat> that has a child with autism, and, and she actually homeschools as well, and <clears throat> she mentioned how it was nice to see, and I mean, it just helps you feel like you're not alone, you know, and we're not all of us do have a community of special needs parents um, that we can be involved in. Um, sometimes we can't leave our homes, you know, so I think the internet has given us a wonderful opportunity to be connected in that way with other parents walking the same path. And it's it's so nice to feel like you're not alone when maybe in your house, a lot of times in your in your town or whatever, you do feel alone because maybe you don't have those connections or support systems um, there. So <clears throat> if that's the case, you know, I encourage you to go check that video out. Just scroll down a little bit. It was posted yesterday um, around midday. So 
And hopefully this podcast has been a, an, an encouragement to you, maybe a reminder. Um, it's always nice to to have friends in our lives that speak truth to us. And I did, <laughs> I shared a meme on Real Life Moms Blurk, heard on Facebook, um, that spoke those words, you know, find a friend, basically find a friend that even in her pain, she, um, she remembers God, you know, you're going to need her in your life. And that's so true. We need, we need friends that when we do feel alone, are, remind us that we're not alone and give us the words of God um, to help us along the way. So thank you again for being patient with me. I do wish I could come to you more often and I do want to more often, but just um, it's, I'm not allowed to right now because of things that are going on. <laughs> I just don't have time. Um, and so I am still doing a, a book giveaway. If if you're interested in that, I've, I've still got some books that I'm going to be giving away in honor of Autism Awareness Month over on Real Life Moms by Laura Hurd. And I'm just doing it on Facebook. I do share on t- my Twitter account when I'm doing it. But you have to comment on the post on Facebook, and I give information on how to do that. So stay tuned for that. And again, thank you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week, and God bless you.